0: Um, we're in a, a sermon series called Beautiful Att- a- a- Attitudes and, S- and Simple Truths, right? And it's, we're in the book of Matthew written by Matthew. Very good. Who did he write to? Anyone know? Jewish believers. Okay, that's sort of the, 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 the group that he wrote to. We're in a, a, a part of the book in Matthew chapter 5 through 7 called the Sermon on the Mount. Who, who preached this sermon? G- Jesus preached this sermon. So, And it's been, a, I think, a, 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 a great, great place for us to start. I, I, I asked y'all this past week, who did he speak to? Who was Jesus speaking to on the Sermon on, on the Mount? And we talked about being at a cr- crossroad, right? And um, it didn't hap- happen like I expected. I said that the, the, the folks, on, if you went on the, to the road on my left, your right, that, that's the road where you go where, Man, YOLO, we're going to live it up. Life is good now, and when it's over, it's over. Who cares about God? Who cares about the Ten Commandments? There's a point in your life where you can choose to go on that road, and many go on that road. That's the type of person that you will meet that says, "Um, you know, I don't know about hell or not, but if I go there, I'm going to blow it wide open. It's going to be a par now, now I don't know if you've ever heard that before. I've heard that a couple times. And I had a guy, actually, about a year ago, it might have been two, that came to me and we were talking about, about heaven and hell and, and the need to know Christ as your Savior. And he said, well, I'm just going to go to hell then. But, man, it is, is going to be a blast. And I went, I don't think that word means what you think it means. Um, and I said to him, uh, you, you really think... Hell is going to be a blast. And he says, and this is it. He said, Yeah. He said, What, what do you think it's going to be like? And I was like, <laughs> I said, You love your wife and kids, right? And he, and he said, Yeah. And I said, The Bible talks about hell being a place of torment and pain, everlasting torment and pain. So when I think of that in my own life, what would that be like? The only thing I can compare it to is if my wife and kids are being killed in front of me every moment of every day. And the guy was like, well, I don't want to go to that hell. And that ended our conversation because hell is not a place where you're going to party and have a good time. It's not where all the evil good old boys are going to get in a, a, a hut, hut, huddle and play beer pong or whatever. It's, it's just not. It's, and so a lot of people go, I'm just going to live my life. But it's such a, a loss. There's such a loss. I expected when we preached on this, we talked about this side was the bad group, this was the group that's in between, and this was the good group. And I thought everybody would be sitting right over here, like, "Hey, look at me, Pastor Dan. I took the right road this week." Uh, I'm not surprised some of them that are I'm kidding. Um, so we talked about that. The straight road. If you if you keep going, you just keep your head down and you keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. Hey, I, this this group that 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 they, they don't they don't go left, they go straight. They go well. I believe in the Ten Commandments. And I sort of follow them most of the time. I think there's merit to it. And I love God and I love the USA. That's what this group is. man. They are, they are good, but don't, don't, don't mess up with my time too much. And a lot of Americans live in this group right here. I'll follow God, but it can't co- cost me much. I might even give sometimes, but don't, don't, ex- don't expect me to be hurt by this. And then there's the group that says... Whatever God's word says, whatever God calls me to do, even if I do it all by myself, I'm going to go do it. And it's a hard road to go on. And, and the way that you stay on this road, uh, I think of he, he, Hebrews 12 where it says, Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross despises shame. So how do you stay on that, that road? You fix your eyes on, on, on Jesus. You keep your eyes on on Jesus. And whoever's on this road, I've, I've been, I think, on this road many times in my life, but sometimes all of a sudden I wake up and I realize I'm back with the crowd again. And what happened? Well, I took my eyes off Jesus. So how, how do I get back on the right road? I fix my eyes on again whatever his word says whatever he says for me to do I do I follow him the best that I can I I seek him the best that I can get back on the path don't give up that's what we talked about l- l- last week in and, and the crowd that Je- Jesus is is, is spe- speaking to in the sermon on the mount is this crowd right here which which for for that for that day it was most most of the folks that were in that crowd they they believed in God they believed in the 10 commandments, but he took those and he raised them up a bar, right? He didn't say those are a waste of time. He said, no, those are important, but this is how you live it out. And he raised the bar and said, if you want to do this, you've got to go on this path here. So don't give up. Um, when Noah was little, I can talk about Noah. He's my oldest son. He's off at college, and he's not here. So now that he's not here, you might hear a lot of young, uh, embarrassing Noah stories. Uh, his thighs were so big. When he walked, when he was small, they would make a sound. It was awesome. Uh, it doesn't really fit him now, but, but that's, that's the way he was. When he, and he didn't, he was just our, just our late bloomer. He didn't start to walk until he was about one. You know, we were like everybody else's kids started walking like six months, seven months, eight months. No, we just sat there and ate a lot of food. And um, so when he began to walk, we were excited. That was a good step. We, we wanted him to start to do that. And um, at, at one and a half or so, or, he began to, to run. And there was a moment I was at a hotel. My wife... Noah and myself, life is so easy back then when I go, holy cow, we only had one little kid and we thought it was so hard. We thought, dear Lord, how will we make it? And um, my wife was out by the car, which was near the back wall there down and there was a sidewalk and Noah was in front of me doing the, the little kid walk. You've, heard, you've seen the kid walk and he sees his mama and Noah loved his mama. And so he took off to run after her and she's at the car, and he's running down a sidewalk that has a slant to it, a slight slant. And then it had a drop off to the parking lot. It wasn't far. It was only about a half, half a foot. But as he's going, I notice that he is, that slant is winning, if that makes any sense. And as he's about, between my wife and myself, we're going, Noah, look out. Noah, look out. And he doesn't hear anything. Mama sees it. She's like, hey, 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 stop, stop. He's running and right when he gets halfway, his foot misses the sidewalk and he tumbles into the parking lot. There's no cars coming or anything like that. But he ate it ate it really bad. Um, but it was one of those falls. Have you ever seen something about to go bad and you go, oh, that's not a good feeling. You know you can't do anything. You're just, you just got to watch. Um, some of you in this room right now, are running down a sidewalk with a slant to it. And you don't even know it. You're you're running, uh, and every step that you take is bringing you closer and cl- cl- closer to the edge. And it's not just an edge where you're going to fall down and, and skin your knee. It's an edge that's a pretty far drop-off that could hurt you and those that you love in a lot of ways if you just keep running. And what's what's sad about it is that there's 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 parents that are have been, and that are speaking truth into your life, going, hey, look out, be careful. That's not wise. You're going to get hurt. There's friends that are going, hey, look out, be careful. There's a youth pastor who's going, every week, trying to go, hey, look out. Let's follow the word of God. This will protect you. This is what God has for your life. Be careful. Pastor Mike, each week, if you're part of this church, each week is going, hey, look out. Be careful. You're going to hurt yourself and you're just have your eyes fixed on whatever you want to get to, and you you think you know better than everybody else, and you're about to crash. Because you think you know better. For some of you, social media is wrecking your life. TikTok, Snap, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is, it is hooks in you that are controlling you, controlling your mood, your self-worth, how you treat other people. Look out, be careful. For some of you, relationships, whether it's the friendships that you have, uh, and they're not friendships that help your relationship with Christ, they're ones that hurt. It could be a dating relationship, a romantic relationship that you, you are in that is Hurting your walk with Christ and not helping. Be careful. Look out. And this is my hope for you. Even as we work, work through this text. Uh, listen to God's warning uh, and submit to His instru- instru- instruction. Don't, I'm, not, I'm not concerned you submit to my instruction. I, I want you to submit to God's. Whatever God's is, hopefully I'm teaching you what God's is. But if I'm ever off, don't worry about what I'm saying. Look at what God's word says. Follow that. You won't go wrong. There's another memory I have of Noah when he was small, one, uh, a year and a half when he would would, uh, walk and run. I was the type of young dad uh, that my wife would get mad at a lot. Uh, I'll confess that to you. Uh, what I love to do is I love to sit on the couch when my kids were smaller and they would walk by and I would just throw stuff at them as they walked by just to see if I could knock them down. Uh, uh, just uh, whether it was a Nerf ball or a pillow, it wasn't anything really hard, no baseballs or anything. And, uh, so, so, uh, and I would even have them with Nerf guns. The, the game would be you run on that side of the room and I'm going to try to shoot you. And they would run around, and it was fantastic. They would laugh. Uh, we had a, a, a blast, or, or I had a blast. Um, uh, one day, it, uh, it morphed into a game which I called, uh, would call now Bowling for Babies. Uh, and so what well, this was was in our house. And I would be, you know, I, I'm, this is Dan who's sitting, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not thin now, but I wasn't thin then. I mean, I'm sitting there eating a bowl of, of pot. Of pot pasta and throwing stuff at him just because that's the way that I live. And um, one day there was this ball that I was trying to roll and hit into Noah when he was in this walking stage, sort of like this, sort of like a a little drunk man, but, but he's not. He's just a little, that's how they sort of walk. They just have no sense of balance. And I was rolling the ball and he would sort of try to avoid the ball and I rolled the perfect my wife knows exactly what the story is. I rolled the perfect ball at him and he moved his foot just in time to put his foot right on top of the ball. And as a little kid, not understanding balance and everything, he then proceeds to put all his weight on the ball and he stands up like a, a talent show trick or something. And for a hundredth of a second, he looks amazing. And then this happens. Luckily, he caught himself with his forehead. If you've ever dropped a watermelon on the ground from six or eight feet high, that's what the sound made. And that was, I was on the couch, and I, I did this. Oh, it was one of those, killed my son, because I was bowling for babies. And, um, and, he, and he hit. Um, and I don't know if you've seen the movie, The Hunchback from Notre Dame. But his his head had a lump that was humongous. Am I right, wife? It was like sticking out like this. He ended up being okay. It swelled down and all that stuff. And I never did bowling for babies again. You're not allowed to try that when you're an adult. Um, It was nasty. We freaked out and I felt awful. I'll come back to that story in a second. It's all fun and games until somebody gets hurt. What's crazy about this sermon in Matthew chapter 5, and now we're going into 6, is that he's been saying, hey, look out for this bad, bad stuff, right? Thou, thou, you've heard it said, thou shalt not murder. You've heard it said, don't commit adultery. You've, you know, don't, don't lie. He's, he's talking about these things that we know are bad. He's sort of preached through a lot of these things. And now in chep, chapter 6, he starts to talk about good, good stuff. Look at in, in verse 1 on oh, oh, what it just says in, in verse 1 it says he says beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them your righteousness beware of of doing good things in front of others so that they may go oh that guy is awesome that guy is good that guy's amazing i want to be like that guy man we need to. and so he's he's t- before he's talked about, hey, bad stuff, work on this. Bad stuff, work on this. And all of a sudden, he flips the, the, the script here and says, says good stuff, look out for that. You mean we've got to be care- careful about the way that we do good stuff? Here, we're going to talk about giving and prayer and fasting. There are ways that you can do this wrong. And this is the problem. You and I are glory grab- grabbers. We want the glory for ourselves. It is innate in us. We want folks to go, hey, Boy, Good job, Pastor Dan. Way to preach that message. Good job. That was amazing. We, we like glory. We like this to be, to, for folks to think much of us. That's what we like to do. And so when glory comes, we want to, to grab it for ourselves. And all of a sudden, he, he's saying here, hey, it's not about you. It's about God. Chip, chip, chapter six. He's saying, "Hey, all the stuff that you do, it's not about you; it's about God. Quit worrying about you and give the glory to who d- deserves the glory, the, our Creator of the world, God. Because we like this, look at me, look at me. Ain't I great? And this is the truth. Sa- Satan knows this. And do you understand that he isn't just watching from afar?" hoping you mess up. He's not watching. He's actively rolling things at you, trying to knock you down, like I did with bullying for babies. But he is, he is trying to get you in so many ways. Uh, P- Peter writes in the book, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, he says this, Be sober-minded and watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a, like a roaring lion seeking someone to de- de- devour. Do we understand that it's not, Satan's just not going, hey, I hope they get messed up today. He's rolling that ball, throwing those things in front of us trying to give us opportunities to fall, to fail. And where we're going to look at this text to grab the glory for ourselves. Even, well, I did a good thing. We can do a good thing and the goodness of it is lost because we we want the glory for ourselves. So let's stand up together. We're going to read just our main text. I've already read one of the verses. We'll read it again, uh, Matthew chapter six. Just, just, we stand up in honor of God's word. Uh, and so jo- join me uh, just and uh, just follow along as I read this, beginning of verses 1, ending in verse 4, chapter 6. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in or- order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in he- heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no tr- trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by a- Others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in, in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Let's pray one more time tonight. Dear God, we thank you so much for your word. We 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 thank you for the truth of your word and God as we sort of walk through your text here, may we be faithful uh, uh, and Lord we ask for your help to one understand it correctly and two to apl- apply it directly into our lives. For it's in Jesus' name I pray, Amen. Have a seat. Okay, so like I said, he starts off six here saying saying first, first You know the good stuff that you do. Be careful be careful because a lot of you are doing it, doing it wrong. About, uh, exactly one year ago today, uh, something big was happening in our world. It's sort of hard to think back that far, right? September 2nd, is it the third or second? Second, uh, of 2019. Do y'all know what big event was occurring in our world on that day? What's that? Area 51, that probably was going on around that time. I like it. Andre? Hurricane Dorian Dorian is exactly correct. On this day, uh, one year ago, a storm had come across the Atlantic. I want you to look. I've got a video. I think it's going to work. We've had a little bit of of tech issues. Uh, Does it work? Okay, so, so this is you don't need to, to, there's no real sound to it. Uh, this is the storm, two views of it. It was coming in, uh, just like a lot of storms do. Uh, and, uh, so that's August 31st. Uh, then September 1st, if you look, it's, it's near Freeport at this, this time, uh, on September 1st. Now it's a cat five. It's as bad as they get. Um, And September 1st to September 2nd, you see it sort of stall and stop. The storm that had been rolling across, no one expected it to do this, what it did, but it stayed over this one spot for over 24 hours. I think it could have been 36 hours straight. A cat five, which means that when it hit, it had 185 mile an hour sustained winds with gusts up to 225. It stayed over one spot, uh, over the, um, uh, the Grand Bahama Island and the Abaca I- Island. It stayed right there for like 36 hours, uh, flattened uh, all, all the homes. There were 75,000 people that lived there that lost everything. Imagine this. In 24 hours, all of Nassau County is wiped out. And it's, it's roughly comparable. There's a, a little bit more in Nassau count, County than there is there on those, those islands. But think of Fernandina, Eulee, Callahan, even Hill, Hill, Hilliard, every home wiped out. Tragic, tragic event. That ha- happened on a Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. A couple days passed. The storm we thought was going to hit the state sort of didn't hit us. We, I think we might have felt some 28 mile per hour winds. We didn't feel at all, right? Y'all remember that? Sort of missed us completely, which a lot, a lot of them do. Um, that Sunday morning we had church. Everything was, was, was normal. One of the elders, this was a, a couple hours before church began, uh, came to the rest of the elders and said, hey, that place really got annihilated. I've been praying about what we might can do. And they said, can, uh, and I'm led to see if y'all are open to taking whatever offering is given this week and give it all to Bahamas re- Relief. The elders talked about it before church began. Uh, it was only a, a few hours before and everybody was, was, that place was so rocked. We're like, we got to try to do something. And so we said, yeah, that's a great idea. We'll just announce in church, hey, church, whatever you give is going to go to Bahamas Relief. He uh, announces it in the church. Church seems excited about it. We have a giving. And I I, I remember I talked to Pastor Mike even beforehand. And once the elders decided this is what we needed to do, I said, Mike, you understand, this is probably going to be like a big, big giving week. Uh, uh, which is a great thing, and I, I'm all for it. But know that because we've gone here, there's no telling what God's going to do with this. And Mike's like, I know. I, I completely agree, and I hope God knocks it out, out of the park. Long story short, uh, uh, our giving that, that, that day was four times more than what we get most every Sunday. That, that's a, that's a, a bunch more. Uh, the coolest part about that story, uh, because some would go, oh, look at our church. Our church is so great. Our, our church is so, so giving. Uh, more than half of what was given had been put in the mail five days before the elders ever came up with the idea to give it to Bahamas Relief. Is that God or what? Is that cool? Now, there was a turn in this that we didn't expect and we didn't plan for. See, when our church gives to things, we want to tell the church about it because it is is your money. You're part of the church. You need to be aware of what is being used to give. So we were going to announce that next week, hey, this is what you you raised church to give to Bahamas Relief. There was a guy from the convention, the state convention that was here that day that, um, that, that heard about what we were doing, got excited about it. And it, so he came and asked one of the staff, hey, how much was raised? And we didn't know the full amount, but we knew it was around a certain amount of money. So they just told him this, this is sort of what it, it was. And so he was like, praise the Lord. Three hours later, I get a, a phone call. It's from one of the staff. And they, they went, hey, have you been online? And I, I said, no. Uh, and what happened was the person from the convention the Baptist Relief Group, about what we, we were doing, and they had a picture of our church, Pastor Mike's name, this is what our church has done, this is how much money we raised, all this, do, 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 do. look how great this church is and what they're doing, and we were horrified. Partly because that's not what that's that's not what the intention was. The whole point to give the money for Baptist relief wasn't so mercy hill look how good mercy hill is the problem elders had been a part of it it had been outside of our control so it it wasn't a part of our plan but the elders understood this verse that this the scripture of where we're at that when you give don't trumpet about it don't have to tell the whole world about it just give and be Faithful. Why do we, as a church, sometimes to the church talk about it? Because it's you. It's you. A lot of you are sacrifice, sac- sacrificing and giving. This past week, we gave to the nest to help the nest out. We gave to an Honduras orphanage this past week. Why do we share that with the church? Because you're family. You're supposed to let the f- family know what we're doing. When our our family does a gift or does something for someone, we may talk about it with our kids, but we don't want to talk about it with everybody else. You understand the way that works? Yes? Sort of? This is a very, very good truth um, for for, 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 for you to get. Now, look at verse 2. It says this, Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. And in verse 3, but when you give to the needy. No, notice this, this little wording in the text, but it's, it's vitally important. It doesn't say if you give. It doesn't say if you ever think of giving. It says when you give. When you, if Christians cannot be generous, what can we be? If we can't be a people that are giving because Christ has given so much to us, what impact will we ever have on this world? Some of you go, "Well, pastor, Dan, I'm young. I just don't, I don't have a whole lot of money. I'll I'll start that when I get older." If you don't start now, there's a very great odds you're never going to start when you're older because when you have more money, you you can buy big bigger things and it's going to be harder to give. We we should be gracious now. We should be giving now, you teenager should be giving. Should be gracious. That's the, the first part of this text. You can't even begin to apply this text unless you're giving it in the first place. So be a, a, a giver. I'm not saying you got to take every every bit of every every cent that you earn and give it away all the time. No, but be gracious. And if there's a need, be giving. It is so. I'm the person, personality type that if I'm not giving, if I'm not someone that gives, I get gr- greedy. It's just, I just want it. We need to be gi- givers. Um, and then it says, when you give, give quietly. You don't have to, to make a big deal about it. Don't brag on social media about it just give and move along and let God get the glory. That's what I love about the story I shared about our church. Cause it's sort of a, you know, that's a a funny story to share. You're, you're sharing about how the church gave a lot of money. You know what, what I love about that story. Church was a part of, of the story, but God was the one that was, was moving all along. He moved in the long, in the heart of someone six, five or six days before to give a big gift to the church. He moved in an elder to 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 go, hey, you know what? Let's just take whatever's given and give it give it to this need. He took the 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 elders and, and they were like, man, we're all for it. He took the church and the church is like, yeah, dude, let's do it. Let's give God all it, it, it was it's a total, it's a total God thing. We're not to grab the glory, we're we're to give God all the glory. Um our, uh, our church has Has been um, has the opportunity. We're trying to build partnerships with the schools across the street, and uh, and so if there's a financial need or something, they they come to us. Uh, They're going to feed a group of of students or a gift for for something something they're trying to do. We we want to be a partner with them, just to let them know we love them, we support them, and um, every time uh, that they call or come or we bring something to them. They're like, hey, we're going we're gonna to announce this uh, to the whole school or we're going to have signs up about your church and all that stuff. And I'm always like, hey, don't worry about it. We, we don't need signs. Uh, just, just if it fits your need, that's great. We just want to support you guys. And they're always like this, what? That makes no sense. You want, you want to give us something for nothing in re- return? And our, our whole point is, well, that's what Christ has done for us. Right? Why do we why do we give try to give in an unconditional way? Because Christ gave to us in an unconditional way. That 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 on the cross when He took our payment of 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 sin and, and shame and guilt, He when He took that He gave something back, but but we didn't. There was no gain for Him. He took our guilt and shame, and He gave His righteousness to us. Makes no sense at all. So why is it important for teenagers to even, for us to even go to this text today? I think the, one of the main points is this. You're called to be givers. Even in little, little things, be a, a giver. Be someone that lives with an open hand now so that for the rest of your life, you can live that way. And in doing so, you can give God honor and glory. But you got to start now. If you don't start now, you're never going to start. We're going to hit a, a lot more things that are good things to do. Giving is a great thing to do. One thing, you, you've got to start giving. But then you, you, you've got to give in the right way. It's not about you. It's all about God for his honor and glory. And what, what we have in truth of this, and just to wrap in this, all that we have is God's. If we understand that, if we believe that God's creator of this world, he, is, he has placed us on this world. He has created us the way that we are, but all that we have is his. we gotta, We got to live in a way that gives back to him, that says, we, I, I trust you with everything that I have. So start now. If you don't give, start now. And when you give, just do it in quiet. Don't make a big deal. Just give and move along. Give God the glory. Let's pray together. Dear God, I thank you so much for... Um, it's just a text that a lot of times uh, I think te- teenagers wouldn't, wouldn't uh, really read or, or stick to God, but I think we all need the lesson learned here, Lord. May we be people who, who um, fo- follow you in the right way. May we live in a live righteous lives that gives you honor and glory. But Lord, live in a way that doesn't give glory for ourselves but gives glory to you. God, it's not about us. It's all about you. The Lord, give us strength and courage to follow wherever you lead. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right.